Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. You've heard me for weeks telling you that I'm getting better sleep than I've ever gotten before because of my pillow. My pillow was just awarded the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. My pillow is the world's most comfortable pillow because their patented interlocking fill conforms to my unique shape, resulting in the most restful sleep I've ever had in my life. And my pillow stays cool throughout the night. They guarantee it for 10 full years not to go flat. In addition, you can just throw it in the washer dryer and keep it nice and fresh for years to come. And now a better reason for you to try my pillow 50% off of all products at mypillow.com that includes all sizes of pillows a fabulous bed topper that revolutionized my lovely bride's sleep and everything else 50% off and if you can't check them out online then give them a call the number is 800-506-2641 that's 800-506-2641 1-800-506-2641 and most important of all use the promo code KMC promo code KMC when you call The inspiration for his book came by writing out Hurricane Sandy from 26 uh, floors above Brooklyn, New York. And that night he said, I saw something I'd never seen before. Lower Manhattan disappeared into the night. The lights that always glowed from the financial district were gone. The power that physically and metaphorically lit the world had been cut off at the source. It was unfathomable to think that parts of New York could suddenly dissolve into darkness. Those were the words of Jim Cimbala. In his book, Storm, it's our topic this hour on The Kevin McCullough Show. The Musclehead Revolution. Kevin, I like you. Musclehead is better than bonehead. With me tonight is Kevin McCullough. With us now, syndicated columnist Kevin McCullough. Joining us now, Kevin McCullough, who blogs at townhall.com. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The author of Musclehead Revolution. Overturning liberalism with common sense thinking. Calling on listeners from across the country to fight back. You're like a man. You take the well. You musclehead. The Musclehead Revolution. It's what you want, it's what I am, it's what you make me. Uh, he is Jim Cimbala. The name of the book is called Storm, Hearing Jesus for the Times You Live In. And here's what you need to know. Uh, it, the book doesn't even become available until tomorrow. Uh, but this is the first place in the entire nation uh, that uh, Pastor Cimbala is coming to uh, talk about uh, what he wrote about in this book. And I'm very, very honored that he uh, gave us that uh, preferential uh, place uh, to talk about it. Uh, again, the name of the book is Storm. Uh, hearing Jesus for the times we live in. I want to I read to you a portion of the first uh, chapter, and this, this kind of solidifies what he's talking about. He said, I sat alone in the 26th floor apartment the night a deadly visitor arrived. My wife, Carol, you, some of you may know her as the director of the uh, Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir, was in Nashville working on a new CD project for the choir. I might have been tempted to leave town uh, earlier had I known that my violent and unwelcome guest would become... Uh, Though I had been warned of her likely appearance for hours, I wasn't too alarmed as I awaited for her arrival. How bad could it be, after all? But despite the strong warnings that she was only passing through the New York uh, area, a stopover on her way from the Caribbean, Hurricane Sandy would be that unknown guest, and I hadn't yet fully grasped the wrath that she would bring with her in the darkness, uh, or the darkness that she would leave behind. I'm going to jump ahead just a touch here, because he talks about uh, a, a specific site. He said, as the, uh, as the storm blew into Brooklyn with a force I had not experienced, and New Yorkers are famously tough, but we were no match for this kind of power. The local television stations reported damage in New Jersey and all along the coast. Trees fell in Long Island, taking down power lines, and when Sandy's punch landed exactly at high tide, she served up murky water like a busted fire hydrant. Seawater rushed into power stations and subways in lower Manhattan. Hospitals began to evacuate the sick, sending some of them home or transporting them by ambulance to hospitals further inland. The superstorm raged, and I had no idea how deadly she was or how much destruction she left in her path. I wouldn't discover those things until morning. However, that night I saw something I had never seen before, not even on the night of 9-11. 
Or rather, I didn't see something that I had always seen. Lower Manhattan disappeared into the night. The lights that always glowed from the financial district were gone. The power that physically and metamorphically lit the world had been cut off at its very source. And to a Brooklynite who uses the skyline of Manhattan to navigate the way a cowboy uses the North Star, it is unfathomable to think that parts of New York City could suddenly just dissolve into the darkness. I thought of all the wealth and influence concentrated in that financial district alone. The people who lived and worked there swayed the entire world's economy with just a few keystrokes. But now, with their power cut, the great buildings where they worked were dark, and thousands of people who labored there during the week were powerless to do anything about it. It was a startling thing to think how such vast influence could just disappear. And uh, Pastor Jim Cimbala, who sat down with me uh, about an hour before airtime today to record what we're about to hear, uh, started out the conversation by making it perfectly clear that what he believes is that the church in America, and, and America herself by extension, is at the, uh, the, the, the thrust of a great storm. A great storm is formulating, it is coming our way. How we respond to it will be all important, and that's where we pick up the conversation where I I asked him um, about that comparison between uh, a storm and uh, what he sees in the church today. Jesus said, you are the light of the world, you're the salt of the earth, and we got to make sure the lights don't go out and we can weather this storm. When when we're talking about um, the, the, the life of the modern church, and you touch on a ton of this, in the book, you, you identify problems both externally and internally in terms of uh, the, the, the biggest threats. But talk to us about your, your observation about where you think uh, the, the, the first ripple of the storm, the first bump in the wave of the tsunami really began. Was there, can there, is there something that you can kind of pinpoint in the last uh, 20 years that you think was kind of the start of this? Well, what's strange about the last 20, 25 years is this, Kevin, that we have had more books written about church growth and we've had more seminars for church leaders on on church growth and we've had every new formula, every new gimmick uh, brought out uh, for public exposure and then people sell books and whatnot and, and do symposiums on it and yet at the same time there is this massive decline in church attendance uh, converts being made, uh, volunteerism, uh, giving to local churches, and no one, it seems to me, has stopped and said, time out, wait, wait a minute, something's wrong here. We're talking church growth, but the church is going south. And the more we talk about it and have conferences about it, the worse it's getting. Maybe we need to step back and look at this because the Christian church is going through a shrinkage. And now, I grew up in Brooklyn, played at Erasmus Hall High School, was an all-city basketball player. I went to college on a basketball scholarship, went to play in the NCAA tournament. Uh, my University of Rhode Island team that I captained beat UConn in a playoff. And we went to the NCAA tournament, the big dance, as they say, back when only 24 teams uh, were in it. So I'm team conscious, I think. How's the team doing? You look up at the scoreboard. How's Mm. the team doing? If the team's not doing well, you call a timeout. All right, what do we change? Obviously, we can't keep doing what we're doing because we're losing. We're getting a beatdown. So I'm looking around at the score, shall we say, and the church's influence in the culture getting less and less every decade, every year. So I think, and why I wrote this book, I felt deeply impressed, I think, by the Lord to not reinvent the church, as people have been saying for the last 20, 25 years, but maybe the answer is to rediscover the church, the church that Jesus started. Upon this rock, I will build my church because I think we've departed from the master plan. Do you think that those that model the different church models, and there's a lot of discussion about this, do you think their intention was to uh, cre- create a, a more anemic church, or uh, do, do you think that this is in somehow the enemy's doing? What do you think, how do you think um, that began to set in? Because we, we certainly, not every church can be Brooklyn Tab, and not every person can sit under Pastor Symbola's teaching as good as it is every week. I guess with the internet now they can, but that's a different story. But the idea is to make church vibrant locally where you are, right? So if if we're planted in the suburbs, if we're planted in the city, we want to have a powerful witness for Christ right there. 
was it was it the intention of the big mega movement to water that down, do you think, from the beginning? No, I can't judge people's motives, but this I'm sure of by traveling around the world and especially around the country doing a host of pastors' conferences. Uh, how can I say it? The, the idols of any land always threatened to invade the Christian church. When Joshua went into the promised land, God warned them in Deuteronomy through Moses' last sermon, be careful that the idols of the Canaanites and the Jebusites and, and all of those folks don't get amalgamated into the worship of the pure God, of, mm. of Yahweh. So this, this syncretism has always been a danger where the world's attitudes and spirit and goals invade the church. And now you've you got a change of what Christianity is. Now, what's the God of this, this country? Basically success, money, and image, becoming famous. That's what most executives are looking at. Well, that's, I, I'm afraid, invaded the church. And what I mean is Instead of trying to win souls and see lives change through the preaching of the gospel, as the early church did, church growth became the goal. What does that mean? It means more people in the building next week, no matter what. But not necessarily in the kingdom. And not in the kingdom. And, and maybe living an anti-Christian, anti-biblical lifestyle, but what does it matter? You just got to keep them coming. So now we avoid anything that might offend them. <clears throat> so repentance of sin, preaching of Christ and the cross, ah, they're not really ready for that. So now it becomes more of a show and pastors can become like stand-up comics and use gimmickry to keep the folks coming. As one well-known guru, church growth guru has said, when people sit down in my church, I only have one goal every Sunday. How do I get them back next week? That's all. That's what he said. That's my only goal. The lighting, the music, the content of the message is how do I get him back next week so that I can be a pastor of a mega church? But that is totally new. For 2,000 years, no Christian leader has ever thought that. Hmm. The thought has always been, how can I lead them to Christ? How can they be born again? If anyone is in Christ Jesus, they become a new creation. How, that's my goal, not keeping them coming back. So now what we've had, strangely, is the watering down of the church. But at the same time, while everyone's talking about this methodology, we're having a decrease in attendance, even while we're talking increase and applauding these new tactics. Yeah, and that's not, uh, numbers aren't everything. That's what, you're, uh, that's what you're pointing out. His name is Jim Simbola. He's pastor of perhaps the most famous church in America, the Brooklyn Tabernacle in Brooklyn, New York. And if you're ever in New York on a weekend, uh, they have three services, a 9 o'clock, a 12 noon and a 3 p.m. in the afternoon and the choir performs at all three doesn't perform they serve at all three much better way of putting it uh, as pastor Simbola is nodding at me uh, the name of the book that he has just penned and it's destined to be a brand new bestseller storm hearing Jesus for the times we live in and he talks about how he wrote out Hurricane Sandy on the uh, 26th floor of his apartment building, and when he saw Manhattan disappear in the middle of the night that night, literally, the lights just all went out. It uh, was uh, a very ominous thing. Uh, he'll tell us more of his thoughts on that, plus a lot of the content of the book we're going to get into today. So stay with us. It's Kevin McCullough live from New York uh, each and every day on The Kevin McCullough Show. Portions of the Portions Kevin McCullough Show brought to you in part by MyPillow.com, celebrating being named the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. Promo code KMC for 50% off. That's MyPillow.com. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough, and I've got some great news for you. Uh, you've been hearing me for weeks brag about the new quality of sleep I get uh, in each and every night that I now sleep on a thing called my pillow. It's uh, for a lot of scientific uh, scientific reasons as to why that's occurring. Uh, one is they've got this interlocking fill that stays in place and supports your head. Uh, and does it uh, better than down, better than memory foam, better than anything else that's out there because the way it interlocks and works together. It's just better technology. But the other parts of my pillow that are awesome is that that technology has now brought about them some recognition. For instance, they have been named the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. Now, that's like the Food and Drug Administration for uh, your organic broccoli. They're saying this is the best. It's the only pillow endorsed by the National Sleep Foundation. 
Now, if that means something to you, and I would think it does, then you should take advantage of their incredible celebration. Because for the month of September, Mike at MyPillow told me that they're going to take 50% off everything in the MyPillow store because both their pillow and their bed topper were named the official products of the National Sleep Foundation. Again, only endorsing one product in each category that they uh, list. Now, the bed topper, I've told you about that too. My lovely bride, it's four inches of sheer uh, wonderfulness on top of our mattress. Uh, She is now expecting our next child, and she had not been sleeping well. We got this bed topper. She began to sleep long and deep every single night. In fact, uh, this uh, holiday weekend, she woke up on one day and said, Oh, man, I can't believe what good sleep I got last night. In fact, uh, uh, the the father-in-law has been over visiting for most of the month of August. He wanted to see his grandbabies. He lives in California. We live in New York. And uh, he, he had had a hard time with sleep apnea and snoring and some other stuff. We gave him a my pillow his second night of his three-week visit. We didn't hear him snore the rest of his visit. In fact, he said, can I take the my pillow home? <laughs> Well, we're going to make sure he gets more than just that because we're going to take advantage of the 50% off sale at MyPillow.com celebrating the fact that the National Sleep Foundation has named them the products that they will endorse. They also uh, guarantee, they, MyPillow, guarantees their product not to go flat for 10 full years. It's warranted for a decade. I dare you to find a pillow that has that kind of guarantee of performance anywhere else. And for whatever reason, if you just don't like it, don't like the way it looks, whatever, you can return it, no questions asked, the first 60 days that you have it. What do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to call this number and get your my pillow ordered and take advantage of that 50% off uh, everything in their store. It's 800-506-2641. Now, this is only for the month of September. 800-506-2641 and use promo code KMC for Kevin McCullough when you call. That's 800-506-2641 or MyPillow.com. We will never experience anything like this again in our lives. One, two, three, four. One team had the longest winning streak in sports history. 12 years, 151 games in a row. Inspired by the extraordinary true story of De La Salle High School. We were never just about winning. We were built on families and our town coming together. Until the longest winning streak in sports history is now over. But when you lose more than a game, how do you find your way back? People always ask me what it's like to never lose. Today I am lost. Because it's not about winning. We got caught up in the hype, the glory, and the relentless pressure. That's not who we are. It's about growing up. Don't let a game define who you are. Let the way you live your lives do that. It's about standing tall. When the game stands tall. A film about faith, family, and football. Starring Jim Caviezel. In theaters August 22nd. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Go to StandTallResources.com. Obliterating confusion. Amplifying truth. And pursuing clarity. This is Kevin McCullough. Kevin McCullough is my name, by the way. 888-589-8840 if you want to join the conversation. Uh, No one, to my mind, in recent years has addressed the issue of where the church in North America is at, uh, the way my guest today has. Pastor Jim Cimbala was honored when he uh, let me uh, come to the Brooklyn Tabernacle a little over a year ago and uh, visit in his office, and today he came to uh, to my spot, and uh, we were in the midst of a conversation. And just before the break, he was talking about the uh, difference in uh, kind of aesthetic versus uh, message, substance versus uh, just the way um, that the, the atmosphere makes people feel for that sake. Uh, it's, it, he dresses all of this and more in the book called Storm, Hearing Jesus uh, for the Times We Live In. Uh, but uh, I, I wanted to follow up on that. So, uh, Pastor Simbolo, what exactly is the defining difference in your mind? Because uh, having nice lights and sound and, and moving, that's, that's not all bad if the message is good. Any lights you want... I'm for every technological advancement that we can uh, utilize to spread the message that Christ told us to preach, to depend on the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, what are we depending on? Someone's pitiful IQ and their cleverness. That will never defeat Satan and, and the kingdom of darkness. So we need God's power. We need God's message. And <clears throat> I go by results. You know, at the end of the game, I looked up, did we win or lose? The early church was described this way. 
in Acts 2-2, after the, uh, Peter's first sermon and the Christian era began. And they continued steadfastly. They devoted themselves, the new converts, to the apostles' doctrine, the word of God, to fellowship and breaking of bread, probably meant common meals and serving communion, and to prayers, because Jesus has said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Right. If you see none of those vital signs in congregations and pastors know why they don't have a prayer meeting, it's, it's obvious. They know no one will come. And rather than have that remind them of the spiritual temperature of their church, they just do away with it while sometimes preaching. Praise God. God answers prayer. If we call upon him, he will answer. Well, if he does, why don't we pray together? Because Jesus said, my house will not be called, my father's house will not be called a house of preaching or a house of music. Have all those things. Comfortable surroundings. Let's make it user-friendly. But if the spiritual power of, of God is not working and changing lives, we got to step back and say maybe we're guilty of revisionism, just like people are guilty now of revising the Constitution, revising what the Founding Fathers thought about our country, and we go, no, that's not the America the Founding Fathers had in mind. Well, we're doing that with the church. I, I, people ask me when I travel, what's your vision of the, for the Brooklyn Tabernacle? That's a very now trendy word. What's your vision? Well, I don't have a vision for the Brooklyn Tabernacle because that's not my church. It belongs to Christ. What kind of chutzpah would that be on my part to have a vision for someone else's church? Mm. I didn't die on the cross. I didn't raise from the dead. Jesus never said, I'll build Jim Symbolist church or that he would build, that I would build his church. He said, no, I will build my church. So we got to get a deeper respect for Scripture and for Christ's vision for his church because eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God will do in any local church and in our lives if we'll just trust him and follow his word. I, I just noticed that you, you picked up on something I wanted to go to next, and that was we need to uh, get a better respect for Scripture. How much does the adhering to, the use of, the familiarity with, the internalizing of Scripture or the lack thereof have to do with what you are identifying? And we're talking about the book Storm, Jim Symbol is uh, newest but you talk about the failure of church fads and trends. How much does the, the Scripture being wholly disconnected from what the church is doing play into that? Oh, a, a tremendous amount. But again, uh, some uh, bright people or church technicians have thought a couple decades ago, the culture doesn't want to hear the Bible. So let's, let's give an example from Law and Order or some TV a, uh, uh, um, movie uh, or, or something they saw in a theater. That's how you relate. Now that's gone further. Now ministers are using profanity in, in the pulpit. A well-known guy uses the F-bomb and other kinds of profanity, and now he's being followed by others who actually are so deceived and, and spiritually insensitive that they go, yo, that's a great idea. That's how to relate and keep it real. Curse at the people. Well, would Paul ever ha have to use that technique? Would Jesus ever have to use profanity to hold the crowd? I mean, that shows such a, a, a lack of faith in the power of God's word, which, by the way, is sharper than any two-edged sword, right. and a lack of dependence in the Holy Spirit. Can't the Holy Spirit, on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says everybody was stirred in their heart, pricked in their heart, and said to Peter, what must we do to be saved? God can't do that anymore? Well, if you don't believe he can, then just say it out loud and say, I'm making up my own religion. But don't call it Christianity if you're not adhering to the, to the principles taught by Jesus Christ. But the, the, the authority of God's word, is that something that... that in your travels that the average church is losing respect for? Yes, it is. Paul told Timothy, preach the word. And every place I go, uh, people are pastors are becoming life coaches or follow your dream or your destiny or, or cherry-picking verses that have nothing to do with the, the real substance of Christian teaching. And, and I know the plans that I have you for you, the plans to prosper you and all of that. Well, if you tell an unbeliever, come to church because God wants you to either be healed or to make more money, is that the message that they preached in the early church? Is that what changed uh, the Roman Empire and the church became such a powerful force in it? Well, of course not. But remember, this whole corporate marketing 
mentality is what do folks want to hear? Give it to them because then they'll come back. Uh, yeah, and that's that's not a good recipe. Uh, stay with us. It's Kevin McCullough. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. You've heard me for weeks telling you that I'm getting better sleep than I've ever gotten before because of my pillow. My pillow was just awarded the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. My pillow is the world's most comfortable pillow because their patented interlocking fill conforms to my unique shape, resulting in the most restful sleep I've ever had in my life. And my pillow stays cool throughout the night. They guarantee it for 10 full years not to go flat. In addition, you can just throw it in the washer dryer and keep it nice and fresh for years to come. And now a better reason for you to try my pillow 50% off of all products at mypillow.com that includes all sizes of pillows the fabulous bed topper that revolutionized my lovely bride's sleep and everything else 50% off and if you can't check them out online then give them a call the number is 800-506-2641 that's 800-506-2641 1-800-506-2641 and most important of all use the promo code KMC promo code KMC when you call Hi, I'm eHarmony.com founder, Dr. Neil Clark Warren. From the very beginning, eHarmony has helped Christians find their perfect soulmate. And I'm so proud to share with you that 565,000 marriages have started on eHarmony.com. Most of those marriages are between two dedicated Christian persons. After years away, I'm back as CEO of eHarmony.com. And I am deeply committed to the importance of maintaining a strong allegiance to everything Christian marriage stands for. Who you marry will have more impact on your happiness than almost any other decision you make. We promise to do everything in our power to help you succeed. Make sure you trust this sacred task to a company that accounts for 438 married members every day. Go to eHarmony.com. And get started today for free. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. And if you're a regular listener to the Kevin McCullough Show, you know that I spent some time in Israel this past spring. When I got back, I realized there are so many people that would like to go see the land of Israel. But I know that it's expensive and times are tough. So one of the things I thought I could do, just because I wanted to, was take some of the 1,000 photos that I took while I was there distilled them to about 400 and put them in a book so that people could see at least what I saw through the lens of my camera. I did not realize what a joy and blessing it was going to be to so many people. That's why we decided to offer it in the ebook format. Yeah, a photo ebook that you can download to your tablet, to your smartphone, or to your computer. And if you would like a copy of the Kevin McCullough photo ebook on his trip to Israel titled From Shiloh to Shalom, all you got to do is send me an email, kmcradio at gmail.com, and request Israel ebook. That's kmcradio at gmail.com. That's kmcradio at gmail.com. His insight on parenting has informed a generation, and now Dr. James Dobson introduces his groundbreaking book and eight part film series for a new generation Building a Family Legacy. This might be the most significant investment of your life. To celebrate the launch, you're invited to attend a free simulcast of the first film titled Your Legacy on any night, October 1st through the 5th. This film series represents a legacy of love and care that I've tried to leave to my own family. To find a location nearest you, go to buildingafamilylegacy.com. That's buildingafamilylegacy.com. Join millions from around the world for this exciting event. Go to buildingafamilylegacy.com. It's the stories that we remember that make us who we are. Portions of the Kevin McCullough Show brought to you in part by MyPillow.com. Celebrating being named the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. Promo code KMC for 50% off. That's MyPillow.com. We're talking about uh, church modeling methods. Uh, Jim Cimbala is our guest. The book is called Storm. And uh, Pastor, pick uh, pick up from uh, Paul's ideas there. But you see, Paul says in uh, 2 Corinthians that the message of Christ and the aroma that we Christians bring to the world, the knowledge of Christ, is a savor, a smell of life to life for some and of death to death to others. Not everyone's going to follow Jesus Christ. Mm. Jesus ended up on a cross not because his message was so popular, 
but because he spoke the truth in love and some don't want to hear it. Our job is not to try to get everyone to church. It's to win souls uh, for Christ. Paul didn't end up in prison because he was preaching what the folks want to hear. In fact, it came to me, Kevin, the last thought that any prophet in the Old Testament had or apostle in the New Testament, the last thought in their mind would be, I wonder what these folks want me to say. That's the last thought that they would have. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Elijah just said, thus saith the Lord. This is what God told me to say. And before Jeremiah began, God even said, listen, speak my word, but you're not going to have a whole lot of response, but be faithful. And when Paul went around, he was going to preach the gospel, the good news What Billy Graham preached in stadiums around the world, what Peter and Paul preached in the book of Acts, it will bring results and we'll see God glorified. Remember what Jesus said in the book of John, by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. If the Brooklyn Tabernacle or the church that our listeners are going to or a pastor is listening, if we bear much fruit and change lives, the Father will be glorified. But the angels don't rejoice if 10,000 people come to the Brooklyn Tabernacle on a Sunday and in our three services. Why would the angels rejoice at that? They rejoice when one person says, oh God, have mercy on me. I am a sinner, but oh God, you do love me. You gave me your son, Jesus. I give him my life. I put my trust in him. We're speaking with Jim Simbola. The book is called Storm, and friends, it is a it is a compelling read. Uh, we we started uh, the conversation with uh, Pastor Jim talking about his night when you were enduring Sandy. You were on the twenty sixth floor of an apartment building. You've never lived in a situation like that. You saw this hurricane come in and literally put the lights out in Lower Manhattan. E- even on nine eleven, you didn't see that. It was this was this was unusual to you that night. No, it was absolutely. De- that's a sight. Look, I'm born and it was raised a Frank in Peretti, New York. Uh, yeah. Scene. It was yeah. <laughs> this present yeah. darkness. Is this real? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but you're saying a similar storm is coming to the church, and that we should be uh, uh, careful of the warning signs. We've talked about the failure of fads and trends, and um, we've talked a little bit about prayer. You, you you relay a story of a person named Avril in this book. Why was this story important? Why did you include it? Because to me it shows uh, what, um, shall we say, and this is not a good word to use, an average believer, a layperson in the pew can do when they give themselves to God and say, Spirit, lead me, show me what to do. And Avril tells a very poignant story. I just did the audio tape of the book, and I broke down while I was reading through her chapter Mm. because uh, it's so poignant. She tells a story how she's married and and getting evicted for the umpteenth time uh, because her husband, uh, who didn't have it together, didn't pay the bills, and now she's with her children being tossed out into the street again, and how she ended up in a shelter, And then her marriage fell apart, and she's living in a shelter. And just all this tension of never knowing the next meal, the next dress she could put on, the clothes for the children. And then she found Jesus Christ as her Savior, was attending our church. And God started, helped her to get back to college, get her degree. And the next thing you know, her life now is just being blessed. But she never forgot, Kevin, what she went through in those shelters and through all that pain. So she started a ministry in our church. And when I tell you she started it, she started it. Uh, And that's why it's blossomed. It's called ACTS, A-C-T-S. And what they do is they collect furniture from our members. And they collect good used clothes from our members. So that when someone gets burned out of their apartment or a new convert out of a shelter in our church sets up home in 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 a one room or whatever, Here they store all this clothes and mostly furniture now and bring tables and beds and sofas and deliver it there to encourage the people and serve the body of Christ. But now they're giving it to Muslims and people who aren't Christians and say, we heard you were down and out and had nothing to live on. And what are you doing this for? Why did you bring this furniture to me? Hmm. Oh, no, we want to tell you that, you know, God loves Mm -hmm. you. Christ died for you. And Mm -hmm. we want to show this in a practical way. She's the bomb, as they say, and the people who work with her. She and her husband are just doing a colossal job, and her story's in the book. It, and it shows, look at all the lives she's affecting. She never stands up and preaches. She doesn't exhort. 
but oh, what a dynamo for Jesus Christ. The, the, the lesson there, though, is that it's kind of key in, in my understanding. It's one that she never forgot where she came from, and that motivates her to go to where others are. And that is kind of the gospel in a nutshell, right? Hold that thought. Coming right back, Kevin McCullough. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough, and I've got some great news for you. Uh, you've been hearing me for weeks brag about the new quality of sleep I get uh, in each and every night that I now sleep on a thing called my pillow. It's uh, for a lot of scientific uh, scientific reasons as to why that's occurring. Uh, one is they've got this interlocking fill that stays in place and supports your head. Uh, and does it uh, better than down, better than memory foam, better than anything else that's out there because the way it interlocks and works together. It's just better technology. But the other parts of my pillow that are awesome is that that technology has now brought about them some recognition. For instance, they have been named the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. Now, that's like the Food and Drug Administration for uh, your organic broccoli. They're saying this is the best. It's the only pillow endorsed by the National Sleep Foundation. Now, if that means something to you, and I would think it does, then you should take advantage of their incredible celebration. Because for the month of September, Mike at MyPillow told me that they're going to take 50% off everything in the MyPillow store because both their pillow and their bed topper were named the official products of the National Sleep Foundation. Again, only endorsing one product in each category that they uh, list. Now, the bed topper, I've told you about that too. My lovely bride, it's four inches of sheer a wonderfulness on top of our mattress. Uh, she is now expecting our next child, and she had not been sleeping well. We got this bed topper. She began to sleep long and deep every single night. In fact, uh, this uh, holiday weekend, she woke up on one day and said, Oh, man, I can't believe what good sleep I got last night. In fact, uh, uh, the, the father-in-law has been over visiting for most of the month of August. He wanted to see his grandbabies. He lives in California. We live in New York. And uh, he, he had had a hard time with sleep apnea and snoring and some other stuff. We gave him a my pillow his second night of his three-week visit. We didn't hear him snore the rest of his visit. In fact, he said, can I take the my pillow home? <laughs> Well, we're going to make sure he gets more than just that because we're going to take advantage of the 50% off sale at MyPillow.com celebrating the fact that the National Sleep Foundation has named them the products that they will endorse. They also uh, guarantee, they, MyPillow, guarantees their product not to go flat for 10 full years. It's warranted for a decade. I dare you to find a pillow that has that kind of guarantee of performance anywhere else. And for whatever reason, if you just don't like it, don't like the way it looks, whatever, you can return it, no questions asked, the first 60 days that you have it. What do you have to lose? Absolutely nothing. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to call this number and get your my pillow ordered and take advantage of that 50% off uh, everything in their store. It's 800-506-2641. Now, this is only for the month of September. 800-506-2641, and use promo code KMC for Kevin McCullough when you call. That's 800-506-2641 or MyPillow.com. His insight on parenting has informed a generation, and now Dr. James Dobson introduces his groundbreaking book and eight-part film series for a new generation, Building a Family Legacy. This might be the most significant investment of your life. To celebrate the launch, you're invited to attend a free simulcast of the first film titled Your Legacy on any night, October 1st through the 5th. This film series represents a legacy of love and care that I've tried to leave to my own family. To find a location nearest you, go to buildingafamilylegacy.com. That's buildingafamilylegacy.com. Join millions from around the world for this exciting event. Go to buildingafamilylegacy.com. It's the stories that we remember that make us who we are. I want to live like that and give it all I have so that everything you say and do points to you. We talked through a number of things in his new book uh, called Storm, Hearing Jesus for the Times We Live In, an exclusive discussion with Jim Cimbala and Kevin McCullough encouraging you to uh, check it out. Uh, I, I have to skip around because he we actually had so much content. We had over an hour of discussion, and I'm trying to make sure that we get the, the, the best parts for you today. 
Uh, I will post all of this on the website a little bit later uh, this afternoon, and you can you can hear the kind of unabridged version because there's going to be a lot of illustrations and some other things left out. But one of the parts of the discussion that I thought was so powerful was uh, he we talked about the idea of the supernatural not being embraced by portions of the church or being embraced by people of the church that don't really describe God's power, but uh, something else other than that. And he told us a story about a recent event in which the Holy Spirit had had him do something. We'll pick it up from that point right here. I say this for the glory of God, but it just comes to my mind, so I'm going to say it. I hope no one misunderstands me. I was preaching about three weeks ago. I was ending the sermon, and I just we started singing something, and I closed my eyes, and suddenly in my heart I got this deep thought— powerful suggestion. Tell that person not to give up. They are going to become a lawyer. They should go to law school and become a lawyer. At the end of your worship service? No, at the end of my sermon. And I've preached, and now we're just singing and waiting on God, kind of ready to get ready to dismiss. And I go, no, that's, that's, that's crazy. That, no, but it wasn't some thought that Jim Simbla had. I could feel in my heart God was saying, I'm telling you, say that. Well, I struggle with that because I don't want to be weird. You know, some people think that to be weird means you're spiritual. But as we all know, some folks are just weird. And I don't want to be weird. So so I said, God, by faith, I'm going to just say what's prompted. It had nothing to do with anything I was saying. I said, I just want to say, if you're out there uh, in the audience right now, and uh, we have about 10,000 people coming to church in our three services for the day, but for this service was the only time I felt it. I said it. And I said, just do not get discouraged. You are going to become a lawyer. Go ahead with that. And then I said, okay, let's just sing that chorus one more time. Then I dismissed. That's all you said? That's all I said. Nobody's name nothing, was attached no, to this? No, nothing. I had nothing. <laughs> I had nothing. So. Do you, does your staff come and say, Pastor Jim, what was that about? No, they, they knew. They, I don't they do automatically knew. Okay. I don't do those things. So. Two days later, I get an email. Pastor Simbola, you don't know me. I've never met you. I was visiting. I came to your church. And for the last two months, I've, over the last couple of years, I've always wanted to be a lawyer, but everything's been blocked. I couldn't get into law school. And then when finally I did get into law school, I didn't have the money to go to law school. So the entire last 24 hours, I was struggling and saying, God, do you want me to be a lawyer or you don't? I'll be a lawyer if you want me to be. But God, if you don't, then, then show me what you want me to be. And you just preached this sermon, had nothing to do with I mean, anything about lawyers. And then out of nowhere, you just stopped and said that. And I want you to know, I received that from the Lord. I'm pressing ahead. And I know God wants me to be a lawyer. Wow. Now, I believe that was of the Lord. Uh, I'm apt to make mistakes like anyone else could. But listen, Charles Spurgeon, who was no wild-eyed fanatic, right. the great British preacher, was one time preaching, and at the end of his sermon, he just stopped and he said, listen, you up there somewhere who stole those gloves, give the gloves back. You shouldn't have stolen them. <laughs> and then closed the meeting in prayer. And a young man came up to him at the end of the meeting and said, my heart almost exploded when you said that. I stole a pair of gloves. Here they are. Tell me what to do. He said, give them back to who you stole them from. So God can work that way. Now, can we abuse it? Yeah. Make ourselves the center of attraction? Can we then try to manipulate and get money from people? Or all? Yes. There's always the counterfeit, but ju- the counterfeit proves, Kevin, that the real exists. Huh. Paul said, Paul said, uh, anyone who preaches another gospel, there's false gospels that I touch on in my book. But just because there's false gospels doesn't mean we're not going to preach the true gospel because we throw up our hands and go, man, there's so many false gospels out there. There's the name it and claim it, prosperity and all this other stuff. No, we say, no, there's the true gospel. Let's do it. Are there false manifestations and crazy things be done, being done in the name of the Holy Spirit? Hey, I grew up around that. I saw that. But you know what? I still believe that God is not dead. He is alive. The Holy Spirit is his only agent on planet Earth. And as someone said, Christianity is hopeless without the Holy Spirit. We are so honored to have uh, Pastor Jim Simbola joining us in studio. He's the pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle. Um, you talk, you, you give a lot of 
of stories of people's, and that makes the book very powerful as well, because it gives us some insight on how the principles you're talking about actually have fleshed themselves out in some of these cases. But um, talk about the chapter, Fog of Confusion, the difference in the Old and New Covenants, and why did you include that in this text? Oh, that's my favorite chapter. It's about Tito from the Bronx. Tito from the Bronx is an imaginary person. He's a composite of a lot of people that I've met and dealt with over the years. And Tito from the Bronx uh, was in the Latin Kings, and he uh, did some drugs, and he sold drugs a little bit, and, uh, and finally ended up in our church. His life was going nowhere quickly, and he heard the message of Christ, and he got saved. So we gave him a reading program. We told him, now read through the book of John, and, and now we want to work with him closer to disciple him. The work of the Lord is not just spreading the gospel, it's then discipling people who, right. who, who went, are one to the Lord. So Tito, no, but Tito was, Tito, his button was on on. Tito's reading Old Testament in the morning and a portion in the New Testament. And Tito now starts coming back with all kinds of questions. All right, uh, Pastor uh, Jim Simbola of the Brooklyn Tabernacle Church, uh, hold that thought. We'll come back uh, at some of the questions that Tito asked and uh, what difference it made. The book is called Storm, Hearing Jesus for the Times We Live In. We continue on the Kevin McCullough Show next. Sing songs, write songs. That's all I want to do. His father had a plan. God set you apart, son. You're going into the ministry. I don't hear this call daddy wants me to hear. His family had a secret. You're about as close to the real thing as I've ever seen. It's time to tell him the truth. He has a right to know who he is. But only God knew his destiny. Just want to work some of my songs. Nobody wants to hear your songs. You're a pretender, buddy. You are nothing. The love of God seeks us in every situation. If he is in your dreams, nothing can stand against him. Starring Seth Green, Ashley Judd, Blake Rain, and Ray Liotta. The Identical. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. In theaters September 5th. See the trailer at theidenticalmovie.com. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. You've heard me for weeks telling you that I'm getting better sleep than I've ever gotten before because of my pillow. My pillow was just awarded the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. My pillow is the world's most comfortable pillow because their patented interlocking fill conforms to my unique shape, resulting in the most restful sleep I've ever had in my life. And my pillow stays cool throughout the night. They guarantee it for 10 full years not to go flat. In addition, you can just throw it in the washer dryer and keep it nice and fresh for years to come. And now a better reason for you to try MyPillow, 50% off of all products at MyPillow.com. That includes all sizes of pillows, the fabulous bed topper that revolutionized my lovely bride's sleep, and everything else, 50% off. And if you can't check them out online, then give them a call. The number is 800-506-2641. That's 800-506-2641. 1-800-506-2641. And most important of all, use the promo code KMC. Promo code KMC when you call. Kevin McCullough. You know, my business partner, Stephen Baldwin, has always been invested in his health. He's got a busy schedule, and it hasn't always allowed him to eat very well. But when Stephen came across a technology that turned whole foods into supplements without losing any of the nutrient content, he knew he had to take advantage of it. The result is called This Life Now, a line of supplements named for one of Stephen's favorite scriptures, John 10.10. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. God gives us eternal life, but he also wants to give us abundant life, exactly where we are right now, and This Life Now helps us achieve just that. So we want you to go to the website and try it for yourself. You'll get more whole food nutrients per day. You'll get more energy and better overall health, more time to enjoy the abundance God has provided. Would you get online? thislifenow.net thislifenow.net or 844-592-5433 that's 844-592-5433 providing whole food nutrition in convenient supplement form that's thislifenow.net work hard play hard listen hard the revolution with rum renewing my Spectacle of evil, the battle of the capital of the world, the Musclehead Revolution. 
It's Kevin McCullough. We're talking with Pastor Jim, and you were going to give us an example with Tito. Like, yo, I don't understand this, because I just read in Deuteronomy, it says three or four times, show no mercy to anyone who curses their mother and father. Show no mercy. Or to your enemies. Remember, Joshua left nothing breathing in some of the towns he went into. But then in the afternoon, guy, uh, pastor, I, I was reading, Jesus said, blessed are the merciful. Paul says, put on bowels of mercy. So I don't get it. I like, I love this stuff with Jesus and mercy because I know he showed mercy to me. Hmm. But what's up with this other stuff? And then, you know, I, I started finding out, do Christian farmers really lay their ground fallow every seventh year? Hmm. And at the end of seven years, I started asking around the congregation, do you forgive everyone any money they owe you? Because the Bible says that. And women, after they give birth, they weren't allowed to come and worship. But I saw a woman with like an infant worshiping God. She's not supposed to be in church. I read that. And God told Moses, make sure the people learn all of these commandments and make sure they obey all of them. So which one is it? And, and Pastor, after Elijah um, stood down the prophets of Baal on the mountain and God answered by fire, what a great story that is. But, yo, he went down and he killed 450 of them. So what does that mean? Do we kill Muslims and Hindus who, who worship another god? So we had to tell uh, uh, Tito. Tito, my man Tito, something that I think a lot of Christians have not come out of the closet with themselves because I know the battle I had with it. The difference between the old covenant and the new covenant and how to read the Bible always through the prism of the new covenant we live in. We're not under the law of Moses and no promise. Here's the bottom line. No promise and no command in the Old Testament has anything to do with any Christian unless it's repeated, reinforced, or exemplified in the new covenant, in the New Testament. We, we're not allowed to pray imprecatory psalms in, in, from the book of Psalms. God, my enemies have increased they're around me. They're like snapping dogs. So break their heads, smash their teeth. May they have oozing sores to the second and third generation. We're not allowed to pray that way. Jesus said, no, love your enemies. Bless those that curse you. Mm -hmm. There's a vengeance element and a retribution element in the old covenant, which we have nothing to do with today. And unfortunately, if you don't read scripture right and you don't rightly divide it, you can end up with a militant, nasty Christian spirit where you make secular humanists and the liberal left or whatever your thing is or the conservative right. You make that the enemy and you're snarling and you're full of anger. And that's the last thing I can see in Jesus or the Apostle Paul. He said, what is it me to judge people outside the church? I'm not supposed to be judging what people outside the church are doing. I'm trying to win them to the Lord, not judge their actions. They're supposed to sin. Because they're sinners. So in that chapter, I try to clear up and make it easier for people to understand that the new covenant, Hebrew says, the old covenant has passed away. God, in different ways, in different times, has spoken to our fathers through the prophets. But now in these last days, he has spoken to us through his son. Luther said it this way, any other picture of God except in the face of Jesus Christ is of the devil. Any picture of God except in the face of Jesus is of the devil. He is the image of the invisible God. You want to know what God feels about anything? Study Jesus. Mm, good stuff, Pastor Simbola. Thank you for being with us. That's all the time we have. Uh, that's all the time we have, friends. Uh, join us next time for the Kevin McCullough Show.